Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Jane Lee, and Jane covers the athletics for MLB.com. Jane, happy Tuesday. How are you doing? I am good. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. I, I did have yesterday off. I didn't have to come into the office, which was nice. I worked from home, but I did have yesterday off for Martin Luther King Day, which was awesome. What about you? You don't have an office. You know, it's funny. I no. I like. I don't have an office. I forget that holidays even exist. Um, so I was out and about yesterday, and I'm like, why is why is everyone out like having lunch right now? You know, don't all these people have work? And I'm like, oh no, people don't have work. That's right. It was a holiday. So, Every day is kind of the same. Like Saturday and Sunday feel like Monday and Tuesday, and vice versa. But I'm glad that. A lot of people, including you, got to enjoy it, yeah. <laughs> yes, well, especially, you know, when your season gets started. I'm sure your days are even more mixed up than normal, but... Um, oh, yeah, I don't even try to keep up with the days. <laughs> yeah, no, we're counting down the days, we're counting down the days. But I'm excited to talk about uh, Chris Davis, because we, we chatted about him a little bit a few months ago, but now we really get to kind of spotlight him, because finally, eventually, the A's reached a deal with his camp, avoiding arbitration. They reached a one-year, $10.5 million deal. With the shakeup in the outfield now, adding Stephen Piscotty, as far as I understand, Davis is slated to become the DH. So do you anticipate this move being in Davis's favor? Well, I think he would um, say that he would prefer to be in the outfield. Um, I think for a guy like him, um, who sometimes, um, you know, struggles with the mental game, as do a lot of guys. I think him being in the outfield kind of keeps his mind off hitting and it keeps him in a better routine. Um, you know, the more he's out there, the less he's thinking about hitting. And, and of course, when you're DHing, that's all you really do is you're just thinking about hitting. You know, when you're not hitting, you're thinking about it. You're on the bench watching. So I think that could come into play. Um, now, I think he would say that he's up for it and he's going to do, you know, whatever the team wants him to do. Um, and of course, that really is his strongest suit. I mean, that's it's his best attribute and, and one of the reasons, you know, the A's that you like the A's lineup is that he is in there. Um, defensively, um, he does have his faults, obviously not um, the best throwing arm. So looking at this roster configuration right now, I think the way it pans out is that he will be in the DH spot. I wouldn't say on an everyday basis, but he will be the prominent guy there. I think the A's, you know, they've never been afraid of um, you know, kind of rotating guys in and out of that spot. But the way things are right now, 
Key figures to get the bulk of playing time there, and you know maybe like we saw with Ryan Healy last year, the more you do it, the more you feel comfortable doing it. And he's been around the league long enough to know, you know, that sometimes you know it takes a while to adjust. So I I see him doing just fine there. Um, again, it's just kind of struggling and and getting used to that that mental aspect because it is hard, you know, when you're you're going from being on the field. Um, most of the time to just DHing. Um, it can be an adjustment for a lot of guys, and I think it will be for him. Yeah, um, that's but, a really uh, interesting point, Jane, that I don't think a lot of people realize is that these guys who are playing in the field and also hitting have the chance to give their minds a second to relax and refocus, whereas a DH, the pressure is really on because you're only your sole job is to hit the ball, and you don't have any other quote-unquote worries uh, to think about. So the pressure is, is enormous, and especially he's got this one-year deal, so obviously he wants to perform well this year. Yeah, of course, and I mean, he's now, you know, he'll be a free agent after the 2019 season, so, I mean, he's playing for that long-term yeah. contract. Um, and, of course, you know, you want to play for the present, but I think, you know, any player would be lying if they were thinking about their future, and, of course, you know, guys want to do well, and um, they want to do well to, to earn those dollars. And, you know, it's no different with him. So it'll be interesting to see just kind of how it all plays out and and how he does in that role. Absolutely. So Billy Bean, he's only taken an arbitration case to an actual hearing in his tenure with the Athletics. How many times has he done that? I believe it's um, four times. Yeah, I think you're right. So four times. It's low. The number is very low. But Kendall Graveman's right now on the uh, proverbial chopping block. He's proposed his salary, his camp, at $2.6 million, and the A's filed at $2.36 million. Jane, what do you think the odds are that this goes to an actual hearing? I would be surprised um, just because of their history. Now, um, they did go to an arbitration hearing with Chris Davis last year. Uh, Chris Davis's camp beat the A's, and that was the first time, um, at least in Billy Bean's tenure, um, you know, as just the head of baseball operations, that they had been beaten by a player. So I think that they would look to avoid that. Um, and really, I mean, when it comes down to it, a lot of teams try to avoid these because they're just so uncomfortable. I mean, you get into this room and, you know, the player camp is obviously defending the player. And then you have, you know, your employer that's telling you reasons that you shouldn't be getting paid, this, right. you know, X amount of money. Um, so so it's just an awkward situation. Um, that I think everyone tries to avoid. And I really just, I mean, you look at the, the dollar amount that each camp proposed, and from an outsider's perspective, you're like, really? You know, you're really going to um, go to a hearing over that? Um, but, I mean, these these players, these agents are going to fight for every dollar. So, um, you know, I think that the two sides will continue to talk, and I still, I really would be surprised if, if it came to a hearing in this case. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll wait to see what happens with that. Another person I want to talk about, Jane, is Chad Pinder. He's proving his worth. He's, he's a super utility man. And you wrote about how the lack of position at the moment is okay. And he actually has a chance to be in Bob Melvin's lineup every day. He's kind of, he's kind of like the company man in my eyes. And it seems like that it's extra okay that he doesn't have one set position because he has the opportunity to still play every day. Is that right? 
Yeah, I mean, you hear about these guys, um, you know, a lot, and I think even more so in recent years. Um, I think the emergence of Ben Zobrist, everyone kind of, um, you know, goes back to him, um, compares guys to him, and, and how they want that type of guy on their roster just because of the versatility that, you know, they offer. And, um, and I think last year, you know, I think a lot of people, including myself, um, you know, made those comparisons when writing about Chad Pender. And a lot of guys, you know, they look at these roles, and I think at the end of the day, you know, they would prefer one position, um, understandably. You know, you want to get comfortable um, at one position. But I do believe Pender, when he says, and he says this often, that he really doesn't care. I mean, he, he kind of likes bouncing around. I think he, you know, takes pride in being that versatile guy and not just being versatile. I mean, it's one thing to be versatile, but it's another to – to do well at each of these positions, which is really hard. And he does that. Um, and this is something that the A's talked about a lot last year, just in not only sticking him at those positions, but feeling comfortable with how he's going to perform at each of these positions. And, I mean, we've already seen him at, at a ton of different positions already. And I think um, this coming season, probably see him at first base some, just because with Ryan Healy gone, there's no two backup first baseman behind Matt Olson. So, um, another chance, you know, for him to kind of prove his worth and, um, you know, the way things go throughout the course of the season, just with, you know, injuries, roster moves, um, I do see him being in there the majority of the time. Yeah, it, it kind of like, as you're describing it, it almost sounds like he has like FOMO when he's, you know, when he's on the bench or wherever he may be, and he wants to have the opportunity to play wherever. And if he is pinned down to one position, then the odds are he can't play another. So, you know, maybe I think I think you're definitely right. He he likes taking advantage of the opportunities and doesn't mind. If that's what he says, I mean, if he said it multiple times, it's got to be true, right? Yeah, and I mean, you know, also, like, I think um, if you're a guy like him without a true position, you know, you still want to be on the roster. You know, if you have your choice of um, bouncing around at the big league level or – um, you know, playing every day at one position in AAA, I think any guy's going to choose, you know, playing on the big league stage. So, yeah. you know, I think especially for young guys, they just, you know, want to want to do whatever they can to, to stay on the team and contribute. All right, uh, Jane, last thing um, that I saw on Twitter and I, I wanted to just chat about really quickly is Jen Langosh, she covers the Cardinals for MLB.com, tweeted out a quote from Marcelo Zuna about what he would feel if he got traded to the A's. And he, he wasn't feeling very well, uh, to say the least. And you responded back. Um, and, of course, you can go to Twitter and check all this out if you really want to see it. But why do you feel like Marcelo Zuna doesn't really know what he's missing in Oakland? <laughs> well, I mean, you have to laugh. And I get that A's fans are, are offended by this. Um, <laughs> I get it. It was probably unnecessary of him to say. But you do have to laugh just because, I mean... You, you really can't blame these guys. I mean, this this really comes back to, you know, the, the ACE facilities right now, um, the Coliseum being a place that really isn't a desirable place to play. And I think that's on them, you know, to kind of change the course and, and the narrative here um, because this goes back, I mean, several years where they've had trouble attracting, you know, some of the bigger free agent names. I mean, they've tried. You know, not every off season are they trying to go out and get one of those big names, but they right. have in the past. And you know, even though these guys are getting similar offers or maybe even larger offers in Oakland, 
you know, they've been turned down multiple times just because it's not an attractive place to play. Um, and so, you know, hearing something like that, you don't really hear it, um, you know, publicly per se yeah, that often. Um, but I think, you know, I think that is the perception. And I think, you know, we'd be lying with ourselves if we said it wasn't. Um, you know, I don't think it's any, any secret that the facilities are outdated. Um, the Coliseum's not, um, you know, the prettiest in baseball. So, you know, I'm not really surprised. But at the same time, I mean, you know, I know fans, you know, are thinking we have one of the best fan bases in baseball, which is definitely true. I think they are underrated. I think that um, players and teams that do get to play at the Coliseum a lot um, can attest to that. You know, the fans that do show up are extremely loyal, um, and I think there's definitely something to that. And also, I mean, you know, the Coliseum an attractive place to play, but the Bay Area is sure, you know, an attractive place to live. Um, you know, I think – you know, being able to live there is one of their biggest selling points. So hopefully, um, you know, I know right now the stadium situation is in limbo, but um, hopefully, you know, over the next few weeks or months, um, a different plan, you know, becomes in place and and they can, you know, start um, work toward, you know, bettering, um, you know, just their home and, and being able to use that as a selling point so you don't hear things like that. Absolutely. And I'm actually, I'm trying to look right now. Do, do the A's play the Cardinals by chance this year? They do not. They play okay. the NL West in their league this year. Okay. So. There you go. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> so not this year, uh, but maybe, maybe, uh, in a few years, the it'll all come full circle there. But yeah, I, I, uh, I saw that. I thought it was, it was kind of funny that you shared it because like you said, we don't often get to see comments like that coming through. Uh, anything else going on that's, uh, pressing, Jane, in the athletics world? No, kind of slow going right now. Um, I know that a lefty reliever remains on their wish list, but, I mean, it seems like a ton of teams still have a, a lot of shopping to do at this point. And it's just kind of slow right now. And I think we've been saying for a long time, um, you know, oh, maybe this week is the week it picks up. And I think we keep saying that and nothing's really happened. But um, you would think that with, I mean, spring training is basically – um, a month away, so maybe things will pick up here soon. But um, as far as the A's are concerned, you know, besides that that lefty reliever, I really don't anticipate them doing too much between now and then. All right. Well, if by chance that happens, Jane's gonna have it covered. You can go to athletics.com, get all your news and information from Jane and our incredible team of reporters. This is MLB.com extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Jane Lee. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. <laughs>